Welcome. It is seven minutes after nine o'clock. We are back from vacation, both Ryan Hansen and me. Many thanks to uh, everybody who kind of pitched in to, to help cover it. Hope you had a great Christmas and uh, hope you had a great new year. Uh, we've got a bunch of stories. Uh, Brian, I'm not even sure we have time for phone calls for all the stories that we've got today. Uh, I think you and I had a contest over the, over the uh, vacation break, uh, pitching stories back and forth. But I got a couple of stories that I thought were uh, kind of, uh, well, curious. I- I'm not sure what the response is to this. But here we go. Uh, we've got a boy who is 10 years old. 10 years old. And he took a gun from his father's car. Now, his father is a felon. So he shouldn't have had a gun. At least that's what the law says. And then he shot and killed a fellow 10-year-old kid. Uh, The stolen gun uh, he found was uh, in his father's car uh, while retrieving a pack of cigarettes from the vehicle. (laughs) This kid is 10 years old. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, Sacramento County Sheriff's deputies charged the, the kid with murder and his father with multiple felonies, including gun charges and child endangerment. So I am I, I am really at a loss here. Uh, what do you give a 10-year-old who grabs a, a, a gun from his father's car and shoots a fellow 10-year-old? What's a what's a reasonable punishment for this? Uh, apparently, the boy had been shot in an apartment complex, and when the cops got there, they found an unresponsive juvenile in the middle of the parking lot, bleeding from his head and neck. They tried CPR, uh, but uh, this uh, this didn't work. Witnesses said um, the shooter fled to a nearby apartment. Deputies visited the apartment and detained the kid. Sheriff's Department said the boy had bragged to the victim that his father had a gun before shooting him one time and running back into the apartment. Uh, They found the gun. The cops said it was a stolen uh, stolen in 2017. uh, And he tossed it in a trash can. I guess he Probably, they probably learned that from the Biden family, because uh, that's what they do with guns that they're through. They throw them in the garbage. Uh, according to public records, uh, the father has a, a lengthy criminal history of theft, fraud, felony drug charges going all the way back to 2011, uh, both in California and in Texas. So first thought here, Brian, is he's already a felon. He shouldn't have had a gun. That's correct. And he got it the way most felons do. He didn't go into a gun store or find the uh, gun show loophole. He stole the, it's a stolen gun. And then, so what do you do with the 10-year-old? I guess, you know, I mean, the 10-year-old is going to have to go to some type of juvenile education facility because... Obviously, his parents, they didn't say anything about uh, a woman in this boy's life. Well, um, the uh, aunt apparently um, talked about the nephew, um, placed flowers and candles around the parking lot. Uh, It's a touching story. The kid's only, uh, the victim and and the kid are, are just so young. 
I mean, I, I would bring full charges against the father who left his gun accessible, not only left his gun out, but he wasn't supposed to have one in the first place. Yeah, but now what do you do with this 10-year-old? Well, apparently, you, put him in, you know, you put a 10-year-old kid doesn't know the magnitude of what he did. So, does he go unpunished? No, no, not at all. I'm not sure what to do with the kid. I, you I, need to go to a different um, environment to get him out of that situation that he's currently in. I I agree with that. Uh, certainly, getting uh, getting him uh, from his father's uh, care is is imperative. But I don't know. You know, a ten year old finds a gun and shoots another ten year old. You know. If you were even fifteen, you would you would say uh, you know juvie. But at ten, at ten, what do you do with him? Eight seven four ninety three ninety eight hundred five two nine five five seven two, or go to GaryNolan dot com. Send me a message. He's ten years old. Oh my god! He finds a gun in the car. Kids, and, and, and by the way, uh, you know, we host a gun show every Saturday morning, and we talk about this all the time. Uh, I don't think there's, I don't think we go two weeks without talking about this. If you've got a gun, you should not leave it in your car. It, 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 the guy's a felon, so I guess that's how he got it, so he, he, I guess he doesn't care. If you've got kids, you want to secure your firearms. That's kind of an aside. The guy was a felon. He left the gun in the car. Little 10-year-old finds the gun and shoots his 10-year-old friend. What do you do? Do you just get him away from the, from the parents? Who have apparently not been uh, particularly uh, uh, good at parenting. I mean, the kid was going to get a pack of cigarettes. Now, what are the anti-gunners going to do? Well, I'm sure they'll want to ban guns. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> the first thing. They, they can't say write more laws. You've got all the laws you can possibly have. Well, obviously, we don't have enough, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. just trying to think like they do, and it hurts, believe me. He could theoretically be put behind bars until he's 25 years old. But I just don't think a 10-year-old understands the consequences. I mean, I, I'm sure he does now. But, you know, when he did it, I'm, I'm betting he had no idea that it would be as uh, horrible as it is. And I don't know what to do with him. So I thought I would throw that out there and see if anybody else has an idea. You can, uh, you know, sometimes people don't want to talk on the phone, uh, on the radio, because they... Um, you know, people will hear them and they shouldn't, whatever. Uh, so you can just uh, go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, and it will pop up here in studio. We've got a lot of other ground that we need to cover today. And, and another peculiar story out of Great Britain, where police are probing a rape in the metaverse. Apparently some girl had a, a, um, a digital persona and... There's a name for those. What Do you know what it is, Brian? I can't I think of the no name. No idea. 
Um, an avatar or something? Yeah, an avatar. And apparently, uh, the avatar was raped. <laughs> you, you can't make this stuff up. The avatar was raped. Police are investigating the first case of rape in the metaverse after a child was attacked in a virtual reality video game. The girl under the age of 16 is said to have been left distraught after her avatar, her digital character, was gang-raped by the online strangers. Is that really a crime? I mean, don't get me wrong, I think it's sick. And, and I also think it's stupid. But it was an avatar. It was a little cartoon character on a website. She was never touched. So those are the two crime stories uh, that we're kicking off the program with this morning. 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. And you can go to GaryNolan.com. What do you do with a 10-year-old who finds a gun in his father's car while getting a pack of cigarettes and shoots another 10-year-old? Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. What do you do with a 10-year-old who finds a gun, a stolen gun, in his felon father's car, shoots a fellow 10-year-old? I have no idea. Uh, I think at 10 years old, the kid probably had no idea just what an awful um, event that was that, he, that unfolded because of that gun. And because of him. It's, it's not the gun's fault. It's his fault. But what do you do with him? Do you lock him up till he's 25? For something he did at 10? What's the age of reason, Brian? Do you, do you remember what is the... I mean, uh, you could argue that you don't have complete mental faculties until you're at least, you know, 22, 23 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're progressive and then it may right. last forever. I, I don't know. But I don't know what to, what uh, would be appropriate for this kid. The other story that we're covering is uh, out of uh, Great Britain. Uh, where some uh, some girl had a uh, in the metaverse uh, an, an online rape. Uh, it, it's sick. There's no no doubt about it. But it was her avatar. It wasn't her. And so she was present for the entire. <laughs> I'm saying that you didn't even log off. Say okay, I can't take this, and I'm out. Turn the computer off. You, you, <laughs> I just can't. Police said that she suffered psychological and emotional trauma as someone who had been raped in the real world uh, because the VR uh, virtual reality experience is designed to be completely immersive. It is thought to be the first time uh, in Great Britain that a virtual sexual offense has been investigated by the police. If, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking it's not a crime. Uh, if, if this were your daughter, what would you do? I would sit her down and say, look, this is an avatar. These are sick people. Let's get off of this thing uh, and, and uh, not go back. Do you know how many times I've been killed in video games and I've no, as far as I know, no one's been charged with murder. No, I've gotten away with it every time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we're talking about here, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's, it's not real. It's virtual reality. Oh, uh, these people are hypersensitive about this.
I, I, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572, or, eight, uh, or uh, go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message there. Uh, one of the stories that uh, Brian uh, sent me that I thought was uh, rather interesting... Uh, it's just a photograph uh, of... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, don't that's tell not, about that picture? No, it's not for air. That's just for me and you. That's it. I Am I missing something here? This is about awake yet. 1960s oil gone in 10 years. Is this you that sent me this, or did I come up with this? Uh, yeah, that wasn't me. All right, it's, it says uh, 1960s oil gone in 10 years. These are predictions made by the uh, left. 1970s, another ice age in 10 years. 1980s, acid rain will destroy all the crops in 10 years. 1990, the ozone layer will be gone in 10 years. 2000, ice caps will be gone in 10 years. None happened but all resulted in more taxes. Whoops. Well, that makes sense. All right. Uh, on the Avatar uh, story, let me get to Steve. Steve, good morning. Good morning, man. How's your New Year's? So far, so good. Super. Uh, I'll make a very long story short. Uh, that's a civil matter, not a criminal matter. And the police should be ashamed of pursuing that in the criminal sense. They should have sent that little girl home. And got her a good attorney. <laughs> why would that be a civil offense? It's not criminal. Yeah, but why would it be civil? Why would she be able well, to sue? Hey, them? you can sue a ham sandwich. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know if it's if as she, true. If she is truly, truly hurt and injured, if she has an injury, if damage has occurred, you can sue for those damages. That's a civil matter. Well, if, if, if I, if you're the judge. And, and that case comes before you. What are you going to do? Are you going to hear the case out, or are you going to go, dismiss? Well, all I can say is you better be careful you don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> uh, that's right. That. But, you know, as far as that little 10-year-old punk, and that's a 10-year-old punk. They're, they're, they're much more sophisticated now than they ever used to be because of their surroundings. They're bombarded with adult situations as a child. Uh, he needs to be put away. In, 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 in a facility where he can be monitored and, and mentored. Uh, he should not be out on the streets at a, in a foster care or anywhere else. That kid ain't right. But, but do, you, do you really think a 10-year-old? Yes. Uh, really? Yes. Uh, ask him, ask him to, if he had a pet dog, ask if someone could come up and shoot his pet dog and see what he does. He would you know, probably protect that dog with his own life. They understand at 10 years old, now don't get me wrong, that wire that runs between your head and your butt ain't connected till you're probably about 25. <laughs> and that is why young people make really good soldiers because they, they don't, they, they'll do whatever the heck you tell them. Now that 10 year old, he knows life and death. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll see if, what other people think. I, I'm not as convinced as you that he uh, that he understood what uh, what. Well, was... I, and you know, Gary, keep in mind, no matter what other people may they may be wrong. You know, they have that right to be wrong because I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> all right, Steve. Page out of my hey, book. Hang in there, man. All right, buddy. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right. So, I guess the question is evolving now. It's do you think ten year olds? are capable of understanding, uh, you know, the events that unfolded here. Ten-year-old kid gets a 
finds a gun in his father's car, goes to show another 10-year-old, and, and shoots the kid. I didn't see Brian in that story where they were arguing or anything. I didn't either. Um, he, he said, look, I got a gun, and he shot him. I, I just, I'm not sure that a 10-year-old it, it really can understand the implications of that. Uh, Tina says, I wonder if the kid being, uh, is being bullied and no one's done anything about it. Could be uh, warning the kid that uh, he had a gun and not bragging about it. I don't know. But at, at 10 years old, didn't you do things that you would never do at 20? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> would, that, would that include crashing your, your buddy's uh, airplane? Toy um, airplane? No, that was another day. But <laughs> I've done some pretty pathetic things when I was young. Yeah. Like trying to kill a wasp with a gas can and a flame. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work out too well. It catches trees on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Brian has got a, you've a plethora of stories where I, I'm just wondering how you managed to I just knew through. the gas was flammable, and so, hey, this should take care of the wasp, right? I didn't really think it through to completion until it happened. Then I understand. <laughs> yeah, I did something... Similar, almost as stupid. Uh, and I was a pretty young kid. Uh, but through a, a, a rather bizarre set of circumstances, um, I noticed that um, lighter fluid floats on water. And I was fascinated by this uh, to see <laughs> water on fire. It's like, well, where else can you see that? Well, in Cleveland, you could see it at the Cuyahoga River at the time, but... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I tested it and it worked it was really neat and I thought well if a little bit works a little bit more ought to be even more entertaining <laughs> uh, and that's when this loud whoosh uh, came over uh, and, and, and uh, well <laughs> oh what a mess that was was it the back uh, of your father's hand maybe no, that whoosh the whoosh no the, uh, <laughs> it was a tiny little bathroom and I had the, the sense to uh, to hit the drain, and when I realized this was a little <laughs> bit more than I expected, and in the room, the bathroom was just black with soot. So I uh, I was going to go to the movies with my cousin, and I'm thinking fast, what can I do here? I didn't realize the whole house; everybody heard it. I'm thinking, well, I'll close the bathroom door so nobody smells the uh, the you know the after. And then when I get home, I'll clean it all up and nobody will know. Well, I, that <laughs> uh, didn't work too well. No, uh, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm bouncing down the steps hoping <laughs> to get away with it. And, uh, no, it didn't, it didn't work, <laughs> but I mean, that's not any, that's not any better than trying to kill. I mean, it's with, a perfect example of kids just don't have complete mental faculties yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't think I would hold this. If he was 15 or 16, I would be more likely to, to see him incarcerated somewhere. But not at 10. I think at 10, they got to do something completely different. It's the Gary Nolan Show. And uh, my avatar will return in a momento on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
Uh, 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 Brian had sent me a, a, a meme that he thought I was going <laughs> to. Oh, oh, Lord. Uh, I am under control. I'm back. It's 9.35. So just to update listeners, (laughs) during the last segment, Gary said something along the lines is, Brian sent me this picture, and I did, in fact, (laughs) send him this picture, and it's just for me and Gary. And I thought, no, no, he's not going to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you really should have had clothes on when you took that picture. I'm just just saying (laughs) Oh, uh-huh. boy, that's funny. All right. Senator Bill Eigel is going to be with us in just a few seconds. Um, and, and he's on not because of uh, any political campaign, but because he's a senator here in the state of Missouri. And I'm curious to get some uh, answers uh, from him on uh, some of the current events. But before I go, we're, t- we're talking about this uh, 10-year-old kid. And David says, I think the kid should under this. If you just turn the radio on, 10-year-old kid. His father is a felon who left a gun in his car. And the kid found the gun and shot another 10-year-old. Uh, they don't say that he was arguing or anything. Uh, he said, look, uh, I, you know, I got a gun and shot the kid. And I, my question is, what do you do with a 10-year-old that does this? David said, I think the kid should undergo serious mental evaluation to determine motive. Uh, did the 10-year-old say uh, what he was doing? Did he know the gun was loaded? Was it an accident? Uh, was there malicious intent? Was it video games, movies? Uh, nobody knows, but I don't think throwing a 10-year-old in prison is the answer here. Um, but getting him from his father is a good idea. Uh, Gary, tough subject, subject with a 10-year-old. No easy answer, truthfully and honestly. It's curious, and this, is the, this I thought was the best response. It's curious that children can decide if they're a boy or a girl at 10 years old. Uh, can't they reason between right and wrong with a gun? I actually go, I think that goes to our case, Brian, that at 10 years it old. It does, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let me, uh, let me get, a, I, I'm going to get one or two phone calls in, and then i got to go to Senator Eigel. Uh, Jim, good morning on the 10-year-old. Morning. Morning. How you doing? All right. Hey, yeah, I was listening to you, Gary, and, and uh, I'll tell you right now, I, I knew exactly what a gun did when I was 10 years old, and that's why I didn't shoot my friends with it, and uh, I... I don't think throwing the 10-year-old in prison, uh, he's not, we're not going to help the kid that way. But there's got to be consequences for his actions and severe consequences. What would you recommend? And then I'm going to move on because i got to get the senator on. Definitely go to juvenile detention somehow. He's got to experience that. Not prison, but ju- some sort of juvenile detention. All right. Jim, thank you for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, we'll talk about the national debt. We've got Professor uh, Murray Sabrin on, uh, on the economy. But right now, Senator Bill Eigel joins us. Senator, good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year, Gary. Uh, you seem to be very happy as uh, we move into the new year. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but there's a lot of, uh, of laughing. So, I, I, hey, I'm in a good mood. It's a great day. <laughs> yeah, Gary well. will go ahead and forward that picture to you. Uh, no, I won't. <laughs> no. no, I don't think he wants to see you in that state, Brian. Uh, Senator, um, uh, one of the things that we keep hearing about is this immigration crisis. And it is a crisis. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a crisis for a variety of reasons. Uh, one of them being we've got this uh, social welfare state. We've got these cities that are 
that are uh, housing these people and spending taxpayer dollars, uh, which only, I think, incentivizes crossing the border. Uh, it's, it's gotten to the point where mainstream media can't ignore it. Voters are aware of it. The Biden administration is taking a hit on it. So they sent a, a, a group down to, to Mexico. And I, you know, did you hear anything that sounded like Mexico was helping us to stop the problem? No, no, of course not. Mexico is one of the sources of the problem. Uh, in fact, the fact that Mexico is allowing this to happen, I consider that a hostile act against the sovereignty and interests of the United States. Uh, and for the idea that uh, we should be asking Mexico's permission or trying to get them to solve, they're not going to solve the problem. They're causing the problem. Uh, and we also have a problem, of course, in this country that uh, Joe Biden, along with the leftists uh, in our country, are are more than happy uh, to have all of these folks come into our country illegally. And the cost of that, which is multifaceted, the cost of this is crushing our community. So there's a fiscal cost. Now, we know the fiscal cost of the 51,000 estimated illegal immigrants in the state of Missouri right now is costing us almost $2.3 billion per year, which is more than all of us pay in personal property tax combined, by the way. So there's a fiscal cost. There's a social cost because by creating this new class system of certain residents that have rights versus certain residents that don't have rights, which is exactly what illegal immigrants uh, are representing when they come here illegally, we're creating a crime problem. We're creating a strain on our community, and we're, we have created such a chaotic uh, environment that less and less people can be successful in the environment today. So. Uh, I think that the frustration I'm hearing as I travel around the state from Republicans, and actually not just Republicans, it's independents and some Democrats, too, that want to see leadership on this issue is going to be one of the defining issues of the 2024 election cycle. We know where the Democrats stand on this. The question is, what Republicans are going to stand up and start protecting our borders in the same manner that Donald Trump did while he was the president for four years between 2017 and 2021? Well, I, I kind of disagree with you that it's Mexico's fault. I think it's our fault. And if, 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 if suppose you're uh, starving, trying to feed your family, and you know that if you cross the border into the United States, we will house you, we will clothe you, we will feed you, we'll give you medical attention. Uh, that's not Mexico's fault. That's our fault. And imagine if you were Mexico... And you had all these people coming up from South America, from China, uh, and a whole host of other places. And, uh, you know, do, do you want them to stop in your country? Hell no. No, I, and, and by the way, uh, that's a good point, Gary. I, I in no way meant to absolve the United States and officials in the United States from any of the, of the blame or the responsibility for this. I simply pointing to Mexico as one of the sources of the problem as well. I do believe they are one of the sources, but your your point is very well taken that uh, we could take decisive action within our own borders to protect the sovereignty of our, of our country and our state, which we have not done. And those leaders should absolutely be accounted be accountable to the people for the chaos that they're allowing to materialize in our city. I mean, look at look at St. Louis City and Kansas City right now, which are the epicenters and the the gateways that illegal immigrants are coming into the state of Missouri right now. Look at how both of those cities are now being overrun by crime, being overrun by inefficient government. In fact, 
I think it was just last week that Kansas City just recorded at the, the start of the new year. They just recorded that 2023 was its most violent year in history. So Kansas City is now in the top 20 for violent crime. St. Louis has been leading those rankings for more than a generation in this country. And the fact that we have leaders in those cities and that we have a governor in Jefferson City that doesn't do anything about it is leading to the destruction and stagnation of our state. So you're absolutely right. We've got a lot of blame to go around here in the state of Missouri that we could take advantage uh, and actually do something on this issue and make sure that illegal immigration doesn't go any further and we roll it back here within the show me state. All right, um, uh, this is this is going to be a tough one for anybody who's running for office, uh, and and I'm going to throw this out at you because uh, I think part of the problem is uh, at the federal level uh, is really starting at the state level. Mm-hmm. The federal government, which is running, uh, you know, close to thirty four trillion dollars in debt, goes to a state and says. You do this, we'll give you billions. You do that, we'll give you millions. You do this, we'll give you hundreds of millions. Mm-hmm. Well, what would happen if the states all said no? Uh, well, first, they wouldn't be blackmailed for next year's budget. Yeah. And secondly, it would help offset the incredible debt that we've got. What yeah. money would you not take from the federal government? So, first of all, let's set this up. Uh, when you talk about just how much money is being accepted by the federal or by the states from the federal government, Missouri is actually number one in the country, number one above and ahead of any other state for the amount of money we accept in our budget to, to, to bear our budgetary obligations. As a percentage of our budget, there is no state in the union more dependent on the federal government than the state of Missouri. We have a higher percentage of our budget coming from the federal government than California, than Illinois, than New York, than New Jersey. Every one of those blue states gets less of their budget as a percentage of the overall than what Missouri does. Now, I, I've made the case that certainly doesn't sound like uh, the the Missouri is the fiscal conservatism that Republicans have been promising in the state, but that's where we're at. So uh, let's look at the what programs are we getting the most federal dollars from? You know, the number one program that we get federal money for is our Medicaid program. Our, our Medicaid program takes up about 40 percent of our budget. Our Medicaid program uh, is more than 50% funded by the federal government, and we can't change or reform the Medicaid program because we can't maneuver around all the federal dollars and the federal requirements that come with those dollars inside our own borders. So we have lost, and, and by the way, some of the, the, the regulations we passed concerning our Medicaid budget that has gotten us into this first, this into the first place is completely ridiculous. For example, Missouri is the only state in the country that when we have an out-of-state Medicaid patient come into the state of Missouri to get services, they out-of-state will actually reimburse those hospitals, and then Missouri gives them a second reimbursement. Think about that. We double reimburse our hospitals for out-of-state patients. We're the only state in the union that does that. That's just one of the reasons that we have the most inefficient Medicaid program in the country. Medicaid, uh, it overall, is on a path to unsustainability because we haven't done a good enough job bringing accountability to our Medicaid roles and making sure that the people on the Medicaid roles and pay and, and costing the taxpayer money are eligible to be there in the first place. We haven't done any of these things. So Medicaid would be a great place to start. Uh, and if we can, if we start with the Medicaid program, I think there's a lot of other areas that we can reduce reliance on the federal government and actually restore that thing called the 10th Amendment that talks about state sovereignty in the first place. 
Boy, you are singing my song here, pal. I'm telling you. All right. Um, I appreciate uh, that you uh, spent this time with us this morning. I look forward to hearing from you again uh, next week while we uh, talk about some of the other current events uh, that are going on around the state. Is there any? Is there anything in the news right now in the state of Missouri that has uh, really caught your attention? Uh, well, we're going to have, in a few hours, we're going to have an executive order issued by Governor Parson uh, having to do with foreign land. Now, you and I have been talking about uh, foreign entities coming into Missouri and buying up our farmland. I've already made clear I'm opposed to it. I think we ought to get the land back that we've already lost. The, the governor and Mike Parson, or Mike Parson and Mike Kehoe, have both been ignoring this issue for years after they voted for it, after they voted to allow foreign sales to happen in this state back in 2013 when they both were in the state Senate. And so now the governor's got an EO, he's going to, an executive order he's going to issue at noon today. I don't know exactly what he's going to say. But I just can't help but think that I, I'm, I'm glad. I want to welcome him to this discussion that's actually been going on in the state for years while he's been ignoring it. And I look forward to seeing what he has to say. I'm guessing that uh, next week, after we find out what he has to say, we'll have a lot more to say about uh, what he did or did not do. All right. Senator Eigel, uh, thank you very much for being with us. Great. Happy New Year, Gary, to you and all your listeners. We'll talk real soon. All right. You take care. Happy New Year to you, too. All right. We're up against the clock. I ran a little late there. Uh, but uh, just how much money are we wasting? What are some of the stupid things we're sinking your tax dollars into? Well, Senator Rand Paul has compiled a list. I'll share some of those fun investments, if you will, next on The Gary Nolan Show. It's uh, 9.53, and uh, we talk about the national debt all the time because while we keep hearing that global warming is the existential threat, the truth is it's not. Uh, the real threat is, in fact, the national debt. Uh, and we are always uh, edging closer, uh, I would argue, to, uh, to the end, uh, where it just is not financially sustainable. We are currently at $33,967,000,000,000. Uh, so, you know, what is it, $33 billion, and we hit the $34 trillion mark, uh, which comes around faster and faster all the time. We also know where most of the money is going. It's the social programs in the Pentagon. And we know that we have to fix those. Otherwise, we're going over the edge. But we're also wasting, uh, according to uh, Senator Rand Paul, somewhere in the neighborhood of $900 billion on an annual uh, basis. Um, libertarians do that Festivus thing from, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the, uh, Seinfeld. And so uh, he has come up with uh, some of the things that we're spending our money on. No, we're not. Correction. <laughs> that we're spending your money on. Um, including $659 billion uh, just for the interest on the debt. I mean, that, that's a phenomenal amount of money. The annual report starts with images of Barbie dolls that were submitted by scammers attempting to obtain COVID-19 relief funds from the Paycheck Protection Program. Barbie dolls. They're using that because the government has no authority to give that money away. Um, then, uh, that's not enough. Six million of your dollars for boosting Egyptian Tourism. Hey, Brian, 
Want to head to take a trip to the Middle East? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. You know, while we're right there in Egypt, we might as well just, you know, uh, head across to, oh, say, Israel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a great uh, vacation. Lebanon, you know, it's... Uh-huh. It's uh, really pleasant over there this time of year, oh, I understand. Yeah. Should be fun. Fireworks yeah. all the time. I know it's a little ways away, but I was thinking Iran. We still haven't located the uh, Noah's Ark. And, oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. If you're looking yeah. for something to do on the weekend, I bet we could find it. Yeah. I got a metal detector for Christmas. <laughs> oh, wait, they didn't use metal. National Institute of Health is spending a portion of $2.7 million grant to study Russian cats walking on a treadmill. <laughs> Thirty-three million dollars no, $33 for the operation of Dr. Fauci's state-owned research island of 3,000 monkeys. Um, this is just some of the stuff that, that your money uh, is, is being uh, spent on. The uh, Agricultural Research Services at the USDA, which funded uh, a study at uh, Southern Illinois University, gets $1.7 billion a year from Congress. Um, but some of that money apparently was spent on a hot dog study. Uh, it's actually about Labrador retrievers. Researchers, using your tax dollars, found out that Labrador's fur color did not affect their body temperature after a hot summer walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you spent that money. How much was that one? Uh, we don't know exactly how much of this came from. It was the Agricultural Research Service. Okay. Uh, and uh, they get $1.7 billion a year from Congress. <laughs> so I don't know how much the uh, the Golden Retriever versus, uh, you know, I, I have no idea how much actually went into that, but that's how much money they get. Uh, the government debt surged to $34 trillion. Well, it's on the cusp anyway. Up thirty trillion. Um, uh, I mean, uh, it's it's just amazing uh, how much money we are spending, and it's Democrats and Republicans that are doing this. And this is the the tip of the iceberg. A hundred and eighteen thousand dollars study on whether Marvel movie villain Thanos would be able to snap his finger while wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yes. Somebody put the check mark on this. Yep, we need this. This is the problem with the government doing anything outside of the, the, the constitutional limits. But that's okay, folks. You just keep working really, really hard and sending that check in. Professor Murray Sabrin on the economy. Some interesting news there that you'll want to hear next on The Gary Nolan Show. This is The Gary Nolan Show 